Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Adam Proper, and this is the Chiropractic Warrior Podcast, where I'll share with you the art, science, and philosophy of things natural, chiropractic. We'll be going over health topics that are pertinent to your life, things that are outside the box in terms of mainstream, and things you should know about that exist that get people well. I want to thank you for tuning in. Well, hello, and this is Dr. Adam Proper, your chiropractic warrior. Welcome to the Chiropractic Warrior Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about EMFs and Wi-Fi and cell phones, iPhones, etc. And the title of today's podcast is Wi-Fi and EMF'd. So, this is a real important topic, and the reason why I'm getting into it, uh, and it's a pretty broad topic, but I'll try to keep this... Uh, succinct so that you have a great idea of uh, what's necessary to do, what you should be watching out for, for your children and your family. Uh, The reason I'm getting into it uh, today is because over the past few years I found an interesting finding in my office where we have some really phenomenal testing uh, where we can actually test the nervous system and find out how the nervous system is operating and adapting uh, to stress uh, through uh, chiropractic analysis. We use uh, something called the heart rate variability test. The heart rate variability test, what it does is it tests the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic, (coughs) excuse me, the autonomic nervous system is this part of the nervous system that runs your body without you having to voluntarily uh, think about it. It runs how the body uh, uh, sweats, the heart rate, digestion, it runs your temperature. Now all these uh, millions of different uh, signals going to the body at any minute or uh, given second to keep your body in total balance and adapted to the environment. And what we're finding is we're find- I'm finding some unusual findings on the heart rate variability scans I do with my patients. When new patients come in the office, I'm almost finding that their nervous systems are, for the most part, I would say about 80% of the people we test are either underperforming or in a serious uh, 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 situation where it's not able, they're not able to regulate uh, the environment properly. And what that means is it, their nervous systems are basically confused, uh, they can't sleep, uh, they, they're constipated or have poor digestion. They're being treated for, with heart medications and digestive aids to, you know, to solve problems. They're going to doctors regularly because they have aches and pains, joint problems. They have skin eruptions. You know, all of these things are really neurologically based when you come down to it. But the fact of the matter is it's happening at a higher frequency than ever before. And what I'm seeing um, in the population of my patients, most of the patients that, are, that we're testing when we test uh, our young patients, you know, uh, kids, you know, and they could be uh, any age from, you know, we, we treat uh, newborns in the office and chiropractic, but when we test our young adults, when we test uh, preteens and, and, you know, like seven, eight, nine-year-olds, you know, we look at their postures, we look at their spines and how horribly out of, out of balance they are and we're looking at the heart rate variability, I'm starting to see, excuse me, some interesting trends that are disturbing. 
we're seeing that their nervous systems are, uh, for the most part, are skewed to what's called the sympathetic side of the of the graph, which is the excitability side. And when it, when the nervous system on the autonomic side is on the sympathetic side, it has a harder time. It, it's really fatigue. It's really kind of it's like driving your car with your gas pedal on, and you're hitting the brake, but your foot's on the gas at the same time. It doesn't it doesn't have a chance to downregulate. And, and when we do the test, we're doing it in a very quiet environment. Uh, the patient is sitting still, you know, and for three minutes we're taking a reading. It's a really, really revealing test. And unfortunately, I'm seeing more and more patients coming in and actually doing our regular patients now. We're, we're seeing that the scores on my regular patients are not climbing as nicely as I would like to have seen them climb in the past. So there's something afoot here. Now in chiropractic, we look at the body from many different angles, but we're using a kind of a technology looking at the nervous system because when the spinal bones are misaligned, they can interfere with the way the nervous system is communicating with the body. In chiropractic, we call that a vertebral subluxation. And a subluxation is a misalignment or a minor misalignment in the spine of the vertebra just slightly enough to put enough pressure on the nervous system to alter the mental impulse on the nerve, whether it speeds it up or slows it down, or and it, it just makes the body less adaptable to the environment. Over a long term, this process can cause all sorts of problems and symptoms. And we see this clinically every day in the office. I mean, I see people with arrhythmias or or anxieties. Uh, we see people with digestive problems. Uh, I had a, I had some patients come in recently where, <clears throat> where they were, you know, constipated, and they they really didn't go to the bathroom more than once a week. And after the first or second adjustment, they were they were regular, uh, temporarily, and were working on the problem. But the nervous system got back online and was able to regulate. And for for the first time in a long time, they were actually having able to have a bowel movement. So this is pretty phenomenal. And you see this a lot with uh, kids and especially young young girls where they're walking in the office with all sorts of health problems or whether it's crampy menstrual cycles or constipation headaches i have lots of kids that have uh, difficulty uh, falling asleep and sleeping correctly uh, so there's a problem afoot and i wanted to find out why and one of the things that came to my attention after doing some research was that we're really living in a world that's bathed in this electromagnetic field. Now, the, the, the world, the Earth by itself, is normally a magnet. And, you know, some of you might have, uh, you know, in the past had, uh, you know, they sold mattresses and whatever that were like magnetized mattresses and... You know, creating an electromagnetic field around the body. But the world is a magnet and it's got its own electrical field around it, which is a naturally occurring uh, occurrence. But we live in a world now where the spectrum, the spectrum of electromagnetic fields is really enhanced. And we go from a low frequency electromagnetic field to a to a high frequency, which would be the ultimate of gamma rays. So it goes from like, uh, you know, the, the planet Earth has a low electrical field and basically have radio waves, microwaves, 
infrared radiation, visible light. These are all non-ionizing fields, which means that these fields don't do um, harm to the DNA of your body, like an X-ray would or ultraviolet light or gamma rays. But now we're pushing into this 5G, and 5G means uh, fifth generation of, of microwave radiation. Now, microwaves come from uh, back in the 30s and 40s when they discovered radar. And what happened is the, the rad, when they were looking for radar, you know, ways to detect objects in space uh, through sending out waves and, and catching the, the wave phenomena and the reflexing of the waves back to this, the, uh, the testing source. But radar is basically a microwave that they send out. And they, they inadvertently discovered that like microwaves create heat. I think one of the founders or the scientists that were working in discovering uh, radi uh, radar, uh, as the story goes, he, had, uh, he found out that when he was experimenting with it, he actually had a candy bar in his pocket, in his jacket pocket, that melted when he was working with the, the microwave forces. And from there, you know, make a long story short, they developed the microwave oven. You know, back in the 50s and 60s, they were doing experimentation on it. So we started out on this planet 100 years ago, let's say, and, you know, you had natural electromagnetic forces. But now it's actually a stunning thing to, to realize that these forces... We have one billion, billion times more electromagnetic forces in our environment than we did even a hundred years ago. And it's kind of an alarming thing because our, our planet is now being bathed in this stuff. And a lot of people don't realize it, but they're sending satellites into the uh, orbit of the Earth. And I, I read a statistic that they're actually going to send up, they're sending up at least 50,000 satellites that are gonna be used to broadcast electromagnetic forces and fields around the Earth for communication and operation of equipment. And we're bathing our planet in this stuff. And uh, it's becoming a real issue. So there's a difference between knowing what's going on here and ignoring it because the most vulnerable population to EMFs are children and young adults because their bodies, their nervous systems are not fully developed. They're exposed to iPads, smartphones, computers. They're putting uh, these towers, you know, these towers that emit the microwave communication towers actually on campuses, high school and, uh, and uh, middle school campuses. Uh, they're putting it on church churches, they're putting it in the neighborhoods. You know, when they say, well, we're fully connected 5G, what they've done is they've, they've created towers, enough towers and centers in the neighborhood to disseminate this, this force, this field throughout the neighborhood. Now, what is 5G anyway? 5G is basically like a super highway that's attached to the other, uh, the other fields. In other words, 4G and 5G, they don't get rid of 4G, it's basically you're expanding on it. So it's an, ex it's an addition to, it's like a super highway that's gonna create more velocity and more room for all the technology to operate off of. And the reason why companies are doing like Wi-Fi, you know, 
what is Wi-Fi anyway? I mean, but Wi-Fi is, you know, wireless, right? You know, I remember when we built our house uh, 15 years ago, I spent thousands of dollars wiring up the house for stereo, etc. Had I known, you know, I could have saved thousands of dollars because Wi-Fi is really the new technology that we're using to communicate. You don't want to have wires around. You don't want to have to be uh, stuck in one place to, to look at your computer or, or your, your iPhone, whatever. So, but Wi-Fi is becoming a, a saturation problem. You know, now we have smart homes where, and you know, everything in the home, the, the, the refrigerator, the heater, the, you know, the oven, I mean, every appliance, your alarm system, can all be hooked up to a Wi-Fi network. And all of these new appliances are now coming out with you know, this Bluetooth capability where you can control them from a distance and they can be controlled through a Wi-Fi system. So our electromagnetic fields that we're living in are becoming an issue. Now, back in the 50s and 60s, oh, I was getting to why, why a company is doing it. Well, if you think about it, how much would it cost for like a company like Verizon or T-Mobile to rewire with fiber, fiber optics, which actually is a more efficient and more effective way of communicating than doing Wi-Fi? And it would cost them billions and billions of dollars to rewire neighborhoods and reconnect neighborhoods to the communication centers. So they've come up with this idea that let's save some money and Wi-Fi is the way to go and the 5G circuits are the way to go. Now, there's different qualities to electromagnetic fields. You know, some are pulsed, some are not pulsed. And you can get, a, you can get exposure to these fields from many sources. You know, fluorescent lights, cordless phones, even fans with multiple speeds, uh, LED lights, computers and laptops, hair dryers, dimmer switches, refrigerators, printers, cell phone chargers, televisions, Wi-Fi routers, small utility meters, cell towers, solar panel inverters. I mean, everything electronic is now uh, sourced with Wi-Fi. And the fact is, the matter <coughs> the matter is, it is in. It is bathing us with uh, forces. I mean, if you have radio forces and TV channel forces, you know, these are low frequency. They're not going to hit your DNA the same way. So one of the things that Wi-Fi's and, and microwave radiation does to the body is spectacularly dangerous. And what it does, it actually hits your electrons, your DNA molecules as well, and creates free radicals in the body. And for children who have um, developing nervous systems and very, uh, you know, thinner bone structure and more densely um, liquid uh, brain tissue, you know, when they put these phones next to their heads, they're getting a magnification of the effect of these of these uh, electromagnetic forces that are generated from the devices. So it's really a dangerous thing for a child to play with an iPad or to play with a cell phone and, and you know, go, go and just be there for hours on end in front of their computers. Because we don't know the, the long-term damage it's going to cost. Just like we didn't know 
back in the 50s and 60s, the dangers of cigarette smoke and, and basically the tobacco companies and the, and, and the government basically said there were no studies that showed that there was any damage. But here we're dealing with studies that do show that these kind of radiation forces can damage DNA. They can change the, the chemicals in the body to create more free radicals. They can do nerve damage. And what do we do about it? All right, so the, the crux of this talk is just to get you aware that this is not something you can take for granted. And a lot of people will ask me every day, I mean, there's simple things to kind of make uh, improvements on. <clears throat> oh, here's another thing. Cardiac arrhythmias, you know, the heart works off the nervous system and basically arrhythmia is an irregular heartbeat. <clears throat> it either beats too fast or too slow, early or irregularly. And most, most arrhythmias are not serious, but some can predispose you to stroke or a heart attack or even uh, lead to sudden death. So what do EMFs do to the heart? And we're seeing a spike in heart-related conditions, you know? There's a sudden cardiac death uh, statistic that is, is rising, and it's basically related to electromagnetic forces and fields and the exposure to these, these fields. What happens is these, these fields act on a calcium channel or a calcium movement. Now, calcium is an important element that, that, that muscles need to, to function, and the calcium does a myriad of uh, uh, metabolic functions. It's a, it's a, a ubiquitous element in the body. And it basically, <clears throat> the heart is a muscle. And when you have calcium being pulled into the heart muscle at a higher degree because of uh, electromagnetic forces, uh, it's actually creating muscular problems, whether they're, the, the muscles are not contracting right, the tone is off, rhythm is off. So these things are actually affecting blood pressure. And you know, a lot of my patients recently, they've been coming in, and this is another interesting thing, I mean, uh, I can I can tell you that back in the you know I've been practicing for over 30 years and <clears throat> back when I started practicing, we didn't see as many cases as uh, vertigo and dizziness. I see tons of cases now where people are coming in with this unexplained dizziness or vertigo uh, suddenly appears. Uh, you know where's that coming from? You know uh, depression, mood swings. Um, where's that? What's happening with that? You know we have to look at the environment. And <clears throat> sleeping problems, you know, headaches and, and muscle fatigue, cardiac problems, as I said, skin problems. And, and another thing is ringing in the ears, a big problem. Lots, lots of cases now of ringing in the ears. Now, ringing in ears is not, you know, unusual, but I'm starting to see even my regular patients starting to have ringing in the ears suddenly. And what is that from? Well, you know, everyone's listening to the, to the device through uh, earplugs and Bluetooth, and these things concentrate the radiation into the brain and into the ear tissue. Now, I was guilty of this as anyone else, and I've stopped using these devices after studying this topic for you guys. Dizziness, pain, paralysis, seizures, irritability, these are all symptoms of overexposure to electromagnetic uh, fields. And as a chiropractor, you know, this has been a big, big issue because we're trying to solve problems, but yet I see kids coming into the office and they'll sit waiting for uh, their adjustment and glued to their phone. 
or they'll put their phone in their pockets and I, I ask them, where, where do you carry your phone? Oh, I carry it in my front pocket. Well, they're putting this electronic device right next to their reproductive organs and that can create infertility, it can create cancers. So what do we do about it? Well, here's what I'm gonna suggest. And part of this talk is not, you know, to cover everything in detail, but I wanna just give you some basic ways that you can protect yourself from these dangerous electromagnetic forces <coughs> and fields, especially inside your own home. The first thing you want to do is you want to put yourself at distance between the object producing the EMF and you. And how do you decrease EMF exposure? Because, you know, when, with the advent of 5G, you know, you're not, your house does not protect you from these uh, cell towers that are, that are disseminating this, this wavelength of energy. And also, and this is something really seriously that you have to look at, where is the meter on your house? Where is it located? Because uh, I'll tell you a case history. I had a patient who's actually a colleague and friend. She was an ac acupuncturist She's upstate in Connecticut. And here she is, she's going to work every day. And suddenly she's, she's becoming very, very sick. She, extreme fatigue. It's almost like she had mono. She had extreme fatigue. She had, she was becoming depressed. <clears throat> she couldn't think straight. Her memory was going. For the life of her, she couldn't figure out why she was in that state. And what she found, to her credit, was that the meter, the electric meter, on her building, she took a, actually she went and got a device that measured the electromagnetic uh, field in her office. When she took the device and walked around the office, at the back of her office, where her where her particular office was, where she kept most of her records and she she was seeing patients most of the time. Right behind there was the electro the the meter that the electric company, utility company, had placed on her building. When she when you registered the amount of EMF coming off that area, it was spectacularly high. And she realized that this was creating some of her symptoms, if not all. So she called up Eversource and made them move the meter. And once she did that, after a couple of weeks, she started feeling herself again. And she kept testing the EMFs in the area. I'll tell you something, if you have a meter in a place where it's near a family room or a bedroom or underneath a bedroom, maybe on the first floor, it's, it's just below your bedroom window. You really have to take, um, take steps and call up the utility companies and move it. Now, <clears throat> when we built our house, my wife, who's brilliant, she said, I don't want the meter on the house. And the company was made arrangements so that they put the meter 20 feet away from our house, hidden in the trees, near the street. So our electrical meter is no longer near our house. It's not on our house, which saved us a lot of aggravation in retrospect. And it was to her research that she did this. But I advise you to look to where your, your uh, meter is, because now the way the electrical companies uh, read your meter is by Wi-Fi. They'll drive down the street, they have a Wi-Fi device. They take your readings. 
So these meters now are, have been upgraded so that you are receiving more EMFs in your home, possibly, than before. They don't come down and visibly look at the meter anymore. They use Wi-Fi technology to read your meter and water meter, etc. So be aware of that. Now, my water meter is well down in my basement and away from um, any activity. And I've tested the EMFs. I have a little EF EMF meter in my house. If you're standing next to the microwave when you're cooking, that that thing is emitting tons of electronic irritating wavelengths. So you need to be far away from that when it's in use. The other thing you can do is remove the Wi-Fi from your home if you want to, but make sure that the, um, the boxes are, are far away. Make sure that the, um, all the technology that, it, you know, the routers, get them away from your, your location. Put them in the basement, far away from any living spaces. Um, you know, is it practical to remove Wi-Fi from your home? I don't think so in this day and age. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, you'd have to be a real purist, you know? And, you know, again, so you want to change the meters. You want to make sure you call the utility company and tell them, hey, look, I want my meter changed. They can move it. Or you can take it off your house and, and put it somewhere else. It may cost you uh, a couple thousand dollars, but it'll be worth the health risk that you're avoiding. Um, bring back the cords. Bring back some of the... Um, you know, instead of returning uh, to Wi-Fi as much, as much as you can, hook your computers up to um, Ethernet cables, and especially printers and TVs and devices, and take control of your cell phone. You know, this is one of the most important steps you can take. You know, you can, you can basically um, put the cell phone on airplane mode when you're not using it, and while you're not carrying it on your body. Ideally, you want to Conduct as many of your calls as possible through the internet connections or traditional landline, but not wireless on your cell phone. I don't think that's going to be as practical, but something you need to take into consideration. Now, there are other things you can do too, and I will recommend some nutrition. Um, there are basic nutrients that I'm seeing that people are needing in general. Now I understand the connection because this is basically these nutrients are real important for your nervous system. And one of the things that people are deficient in are the B-complex vitamins. And this is real important for, for nervous system repair. The nervous system is really maintained with B vitamins. So I recommend strongly that you get on some B vitamins. One in particular is niacin, B3. Um, curcumin, turmeric. Uh, we sell a great turmeric in the, in the office and there's some great products out there that that'll help res Resveratrol, which is a uh, found in pistachios, grapes, blueberries, dark chocolate, green tea. Green tea has ingredients that actually help the body uh, re-regulate their cancer producing. Uh, apples and apple peels and pomegranate. You know, purple sweet potatoes. Uh, fish oils. Um, I like to use um, omega-3s and uh, EPA oils. Um, we use cod liver oil in the office. Um, melatonin is actually good to help the body. You have to be careful with it. It's, an, it's a hormone, so you don't want to take too much of it. All right. When you, when you eat things like uh, tomatoes and watermelon and guava, uh, basically these are great foods to help your body 
kind of regenerate and re-regulate uh, your free radicals and things like oregano and thyme. I mean, there's a million things and cruciferous foods, uh, basically Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cabbage. Uh, I use this product called uh, Cruciferous Complete, which is a product by Standard Process that has all of those nutrients concentrated in in tablets. So if you're not getting, if your kids aren't getting enough of it, this is like having the cruciferous vegetables in a in a pill, and it's basically watching out for that. Another thing I like to take is uh, NAD. NAD uh, helps repair DNA, and it'll keep your 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 DNA healthy. And vitamin D, and I told you about um, the B vitamins. So, in our office, one of the things I love doing now is testing uh, for, you know, the heart rate variability to see what the nervous system is doing. And from there, we can actually make recommendations on what nutrients your body is actually needing. And through our technology called nutrition response testing, I could also test to see specifically what programs your body is looking for in terms of nutritional deficiencies. So that's really my spiel on um, EMFs and Wi-Fi at this moment. And again, I didn't want to get too technical on it, but I wanted you to have an awareness that this is a situation that you as an individual were all exposed to. Uh, think of it like, you know, akin to smoking cigarettes. You, know, you have to be aware that if you're going to be exposed to these fields, that you need to take precautions. One of the things is look around your house find all the, the uh, electric cords, things that are Wi-Fi or Bluetooth driven and see if you can hook them up to an Ethernet cable. If it's a device that is, is basically stationary in your home, any printers, etc. So these are things you can do. Look where your, your uh, utility meter is. If it's near a living space where a family room or a bedroom where you spend most of your time, have the utility companies come and move it. It's a really important step. And you know they know these problems exist, and they will not get. And you'll probably get a credit for doing it if you call them. I don't know if you do. And one of the things you can do too, lastly, is you can go online, and there's a website. Um, and I will get that website for you, and you can actually see where the meters are in your neighborhood. That's a real interesting. See, let me see what. I can. <clears throat> Let's see what it is. It's called antennasearch.com. Antenna search, antenna, like an antenna, search.com, all one word. And you can see how many antennas and transmitters there are in your, in your area. And don't be fooled if they say it's only one or two, because each antenna can have more than uh, 65 different transmitters in it. And you'll be so very surprised to see how close these are. Some of them might be out in front of your doorstep and not know because the utility companies can put them on on poles out front in your neighborhood. You might not even know it's there. So think about not being EMF'd and think about your Wi-Fi and think about your kids. And one of the remedies, you know, for for all of this nervous system interference that I found is, and I, this is a chiropractic commercial, but having your kids adjusted actually does a great job in opening up and channels of the nervous system and giving that body the energy it needs to reproduce and re regenerate itself. So that coupled with uh, the nutrition is a great protective factor in itself. But the best prevention is prevention, you know? 
don't let your kids be on the phone. Make sure if they're speaking on the phone that the, the phone is away. If they, if they need to speak on the phone, get them the earplugs with the wires on it, not the Bluetooth uh, earplugs, because that's putting more uh, damage next to their brain. And you know these things are real important for parents to know about. Uh, and if they put their cell phone or device near their body, make sure it's on airplane mode at all times if it's in their pockets or next to the body. Teach them how to be responsible with this equipment because this equipment will change your life and this generation they're going to be exposed to Wi-Fi and EMFs for the rest of their life and who knows what the effects are going to be down the road. So that's it for now and uh, if you have any questions uh, get in touch with my office at at propercairo.com or call the office at 203-226-1047 and I'll be able to uh, discuss more with you. And I thank you for listening, and I hope this was helpful and a start for you to do your own investigation on the dangers of this new technology that we're all subject to. Have a great day and stay well and healthy.